0: Yo, 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 what, what it do, what did do, what did do, this is the second time in a week, okay, because I'm alone, I have no one to talk to, I have to talk to you, I haven't talked to anyone, I talk to people on the phone sometimes, but not, not who I want to talk to on my phone, it's like my mom calling every day, how, how are you feeling, are you, do you have shortness of breath, And then my dad's like, mom wants to know if you have shortness of breath. That's at least five calls a day each. And then my sister's like, Dave, pick up the phone. Why are you answering? Because I like to not pick up on purpose and then send cryptic messages like, I've been better. Can't talk right now. Very short of breath. Things like that to really concern my family and make them fear for my safety. You know what? My haters wanted me to get COVID, and I don't think they—I think they really underestimated how how obnoxious I would be with it. They were also dumb enough to think that I would get a serious case of it, which obviously I wouldn't, even as a smoker. I mean, dude, I couldn't believe people were still on that wave when when Trump beat it in like two days. I don't care what the government was giving him; the guy is like morbidly obese and like eighty. And he beat it in two days. So I downplay the virus, obviously, because you should. You should downplay the virus. Don't let the virus control your life. Although all our lives are controlled by this virus right now. Except for Floridians. Except for those in Florida. And to an extent, those in Texas as well. The last bastions of freedom in these godforsaken states of America. United they were. Divided we are falling. And I think perhaps the problem is that we are United States. I think the sooner Texas secedes, because we've all heard the, sto- heard the stories, like Texas did, did once secede, right? Didn't they? Am I correct on that? Or did they threaten to secede? I mean, when the southern states threatened to secede, they should have allowed it. You know, but okay, let's, we don't have to go there with the slavery stuff. But listen, it wouldn't have been maybe then afterwards. So it could have been a war, a reunion, an abolishment of slavery, and then a secession, a sub, a subsequent secession. It would have been great. I mean, now's the time. Florida's got to go. And I'm saying for their own good. Like, a lot of people go, well, Florida, we need to get rid of Florida, right? I'm like, no, 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 fuck you. We need to get rid of all of you. It's dead weight and Florida and Texas. That's the United States now, at least right now. I mean, things changed quick. Things changed really quick. New York is, New York is Fagistan. I mean, it's the worst place in the world. You walk down the streets outside, in Manhattan, and, and 98% of people are wearing masks, I finally got scoffed at. I mean, I'm not saying Hoboken's any better. Hoboken's just as bad. If not, maybe worse. But at least there's more young people. You would expect in Hoboken, where it's like a city of young people, that they would be like, well, none of us are at risk. Why would we wear masks outdoors. And yet they do. You know, have I been walking around without a mask on with COVID? Yes. Will that get me in the legal trouble? Not yet. But now it's on the record. And I'll stand by it in a court of law. <clears throat> That's all I got now. You hear that? It's just a productive cough. That's all that remains of COVID. That much has been lingering. I had the taste thing too. I got to tell you. I had that taste thing. But I didn't lose my taste or sense of smell. Sense of smell was dulled. Which persists, but I don't, I think that's congestion. I've been saying this from the beginning. You have some situations where people are going way too long without regaining their sense of smell, right? Um, then wouldn't we have to give what? Yusuf just texted me and said, if 6 million Jews died in the Holocaust, then wouldn't we have... A Jew with a seven-digit tattoo? Well, we by that logic, you would have five million and one Jews with seven-digit tattoos. But you can create lots and lots of different combinations of six digits, probably well over... Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how many digits the tattoos were. Don't interrupt me when I'm podcasting. I'm flipping my phone over. It's already on silent. And I don't even remember what I was saying now. Some people, really long-lasting loss of sense of smell or taste. That, I guess, is COVID. That's, I guess, what happens when you mix a little bit of pangolin uh, virus material with mostly bat virus material, you know, DNA stuff and a wuhan laboratory that is funded by the united states and who knows who knows how invested the u.s is i mean look man they made it in a lab like there's definitely a virus people get so bogged down in the non-conspiracies it's like (coughs) even if there is something there Was there a guy on the grassy knoll, you know, JFK? Was there a guy on the grassy knoll who fired? Probably, but it doesn't really matter, you know? Was it a lone shooter? Probably not, but still, it doesn't even matter because who is Lee Harvey Oswald? Who is he? Who's he connected with? These are the questions that don't get asked, and people make these side conspiracies that aren't even important, you know? So is the virus real? Or not. I mean, that's like, that's like, that's not, that, that one's not the relevant conspiracy theory. It is a real virus, probably. I mean, I think so. I know they haven't isolated it. But it's real. They made it in a laboratory in Wuhan. Okay? They released it, maybe, on purpose. Or maybe by accident. That's the conspiracy part, you know? Did they release it on purpose, or was this an accident? And then why, how could that happen by accident? How could you accidentally create a pandemic? Is that something we should probably look into? That's a conspiracy theory question. It's not like whether or not the virus is real. It's like, was it made in the lab? Obviously, yes. Okay, then why? Was it released on purpose? We don't know. Was it released by accident? Is that more concerning? Is it more concerning if it was released by accident? I'd actually feel a sense of comfort if it was released on purpose rather than by accident because what else are they working on in Wuhan or wherever else? You know they've got these black sites. There's probably labs that we don't even know about. There's probably labs that the President of the United States doesn't know about. Hundreds of them. Only the deep state knows. So, obviously the the man-made virus that combined mostly bat genetics but also with some pangolin genetics for some reason was uh you know made into this into this novel virus so of course it's going to behave in mysterious ways or or at least certain aspects of it this is what happened to me i'll just give you the rundown I had zero respiratory uh, symptoms for the first two days or three days when I was having the symptoms like of being sick. So my nose was all runny. I got the sniffles as I suspected, as I had been joking on stage. I said, God forbid I get the sniffles, which is what it turned out to be. Slight fever, like the most bitch ass fever. I shook that bitch off in a in a day day and a half two and a headache that was kind of annoying but it it wasn't anything too crazy but then it was not it was only afterwards it was only like two days after the fever subsides that I start to get these well just the one respiratory side effect which has been this cough and it's just kind of trying to get up this residual mucus But I guess that was odd, you know? Like, usually I don't have sicknesses that behave that way. Like, usually the cough's there the whole time. Usually it starts as a dry cough and then becomes productive. This started as no cough and then turned into a rather productive cough. I don't know why. Probably because it was made in a laboratory. It might be the pangolin. Maybe that's what's throwing it off. Maybe we were used to getting diseases from bats. Now... People have are losing their taste buds, right, or whatever. They're losing their sense of taste or smell. Some of that, as I was saying, is just when you're congested. Like if it's when it's uh, June and there's a lot of pollen, because I'm allergic to pollen. When it's June and there's a lot of pollen, then I get all stuffed up. Or even if my nose is runny, I don't smell very well. You know, like my sense of smell is very dulled. So I think everyone forgot that that's a thing that usually happens. And so everyone's making it a big deal because it does sound weird. You're like, dude, I got sick and now I can't taste anything. I don't know why, like, because that's always what happens when you get sick. Usually you can't taste anything. You can't smell anything because you're really congested. That's why. Why? Now, if you, loo- if you lose your sense of smell or taste for, like, six weeks, then, yeah, that's because, y- sorry, bro. Sorry, bro, we got a virus that was made in a laboratory, so this is what happens, you know? Sorry, we're the guinea pigs. We're the ones who got the virus. I'd rather get the virus than the vaccine. I mean, I said it last episode. Still stand by it. God knows. God knows what the fuck you know, both sides of my face work right now. My entire body works. Both sides of it. It's, it's symmetrical. Everything's working symmetrically. There's no slowdown on the east or west side. It's straight up symmetrical action. Okay. There's no palsy of any sort. So, Who knows? That might be one of the good ones. That's what I'm starting to think. Like, oh, you just got palsy? That's it? You must have got one of the good doses. You know, so, okay. But listen. But go off, King. But go off, King. Okay. But go off, King. Credit to TJ for that, too. For bringing that phrase to my life. TJ, my roommate. He he says, go off, King. And I just totally stole it because I love it. I guess you can't really steal it because it's kind of like... It's kind of a a thing people say. Uh, someone also reminded me, Aaron Levine reminded me of a t-shirt that I never made that if you make it, I will be a little upset because I still plan on making it and I want it to be my thing. And I thought of it and you don't be a don't be a stealing fag, okay? This is the idea. Actually, this one this one, this one I can't make, I don't think. It's just um it's just a black shirt with a white Jordan logo in the middle and then white letters that just says Jesus was black, thus implying that Michael Jordan is Jesus. Which I just think that would be a shirt that he would like. I think Michael would like that shirt. <laughs> and um my, my idea for sure was just a picture of, it's a shirt, and there's just a picture of a, um, what do you call those things where they keep the boats? um You know what I'm talking about? They keep the boats there. You know where they keep all the boats? The place where they keep all the boats? Do you know what it's called? What is it called? the place where they keep all the boats Jamie Do you know where they keep all the boats Jamie Jamie I'm just saying Jamie while I while I look it up on my phone Jamie where do they keep all the boats where do they keep all the boats I'm just going to look up where do they keep all the boats maybe that'll work Where do they keep all the boats Where do they keep all the boats where do they keep all the boats? Where are boats stored? In a boatyard? That's not what I was thinking. Come on. A marina? Isn't it a marina? Yeah. It's a marina. Yeah. Yeah. It's a marina. Yeah. It's a marina. Okay, so it's a picture of a marina. Is that what it's called? How about a wharf? You know what a wharf is? I don't know what a wharf is, but I went to Rhode Island a couple months ago on a little vacation. And seemingly everything was a wharf there. So that must have something to do with boats as well. I think it's from a word from the Netherlands. It's a picture. This is my t-shirt. Of boats. Oh, you hear that? There's homeless people walking by. Let me see. That sounded like you just know a homeless person when they walk by. You just know by the, there's something about the ruggedness, the grit in their voice that, you know, they live outside. Um, this is the shirt. It's a picture of a marina with a bunch of big boats, big boats. Okay. And then on top of the picture, it says yachts queen, yachts queen. Get it? (laughs) Like yachts queen. But instead of yachts, it would say yachts as in the boat. It would say yachts queen. It would say yachts queen. Picture of boats, marina. (coughs) Yeah, you know, my haters wanted me to get COVID because they wanted it to teach me a lesson, and little did they know that it would simply embolden me because now I have firsthand knowledge of just how weak a virus it is and just how weak you have to be to die from it. I'm sorry if any of you lost anyone. One time, I'm going to paraphrase what I said because... This was one of the biggest laughs I ever got in my life. It was not on stage. It was comedians in it was comedians in the stairwell chilling at an undisclosed location where we do socially non-distance comedy. Where we give each other covid so we can get over it and have natural immunity instead of retard immunity aka vaccine. So um, we were just in the stairwell. This is also one of the meanest things I say, but if you were there, you would understand just how funny it was because we were talking about coronavirus, talking about people dying. And, uh, you know, I kind of just said it off the cuff. I forget exactly what I said. I'm not going to be able to do it justice right now. You had to be there. It was so funny. Some people who were there who listen to this podcast will remember this moment and I'll never forget this moment. As long as I live. And maybe they'll be able to remind me exactly what I said. But I said something to the effect of like, um, oh, I don't remember. I said something like, you know, what my fr- my one friend told me that his uncle died from COVID. So I asked him if his uncle was a faggot. Basically something like that. I don't know. I said, well, was your uncle a faggot? Is that why he died? <laughs> I don't know. Guys, It's it was so funny. It was so funny. And now you don't believe me. Now you don't believe me, but it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. I was like, well, you know, then, oh, I'm sorry. He wasn't? Well, then that's certainly odd. If he perished from such a weak virus and he wasn't a faggot, this is the kind of thing that could really upset someone. This could really set someone off. But I got to say, like, no one's dying from straight COVID. No one. Okay? Your uncle isn't either. No one is. Grandma might be. Okay? I'm talking great grandma might be dying from straight COVID. No one else's. No one else's. They got a whole cocktail of problems. And COVID's probably the least of them. But it might have just been the straw that broke the camel's back. But again, this is the kind of thing that you say, and then and then people get very upset by it, which is usually where I thrive. And it's the same reason why so many people wanted me to get COVID. Because they said, he needs to learn a lesson. He needs to get put in his place. I got a lot of haters, folks. When you take comedic risks, you get haters. When you speak the truth, you get haters. When you're unafraid of the mob, you get haters. Best believe that. But I love haters and I thrive off of them. And they wanted me to get COVID. And I think they got me COVID. I think it was their hate that infected me. But you know what? What did I do with their hate? I sunned it, bro. I sunned that virus. I sunned their hate. I love it. To be honest, it is hilarious. I think it's so funny. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Imagine sunning a virus so hard. That everyone wanted you to get because they wanted to teach you a lesson. I said, let me teach this virus a lesson. This is what I says. 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 I says, I says, let me teach COVID a lesson. I says to them. They go, he should get COVID because he's really not taking it seriously enough. He's really, he's really not taking it seriously enough. He should get COVID. Maybe COVID teach him a lesson. I said, let me teach COVID a lesson. I says, I says. Laws, yes. Laws, yes, I says. Laws, yes. COVID was taught a lesson, thinks me to myself. No, says me today. Yes. Laws, yes. COVID taught a lesson. Am I becoming delirious? Yes. Laws, yes. Is that related to COVID? Laws, no. Laws, no. That's related to me being alone for a week now. That's what that's related to. Okay. That's related to me being alone for a week now. It has nothing to do. Laws. No, nothing to do with COVID. Does it have to do with being isolated? Laws. Yes. Laws. Yes. If I was in solitary confinement, I'd want, I'd be one of those guys who went schizophrenic real quick because I would be talking to myself probably day two. And I'd be having full-blown personality disorders within the first week. I'm already getting that a little bit, you know? I'm I'm speaking like Tom Cullen. Laws, yes. Laws, yes. I don't say that a lot on the podcast, but I do say that a lot in life, so you don't have to be that concerned. (coughs) Laws, no. Don't be that concerned. Laws, no. Did you ever read The Stand, guys? Because then you're not going to get... Well they have the TV show now. But it's on CBS All Access. This is what's going to happen and we knew this was going to happen. Every network's going to have their own fucking streaming service. So I like I see a commercial for the stand. I'm like that looks awesome. Because I finally learned that Larry Underwood was black and then it made so much sense. You know when you read a book and you're like that guy's white and then they make a adaptation or a movie and then the person's black and you're like I knew he was fucking black. I just never knew. But it makes so much sense. Larry Underwood. He's one of the best characters in the book. I'm saying it's a compliment. You know, it just fit. As soon as I saw the character, I was like, they nailed that casting. Stephen King must have been helping with the casting for sure. Anyway, I see a commercial for it. And then it's like only available on like CBS All Access. I was like, who the fuck wants CBS All Access? Why would I get that? I spend $75 a month on Hulu because I have the live TV package that comes with Disney plus. So you're telling me I got Hulu. I got Disney plus we have access to Netflix. We have also access to a secret server, which is like Netflix on crack. And they want me to get CBS all access just to get this one show that yes, I do want to watch it, but I already read the book. So I know how it goes. Hang on. Hang on. Just got to get a little COVID. Just got to get a little COVID. Just get a little COVID, Stan. People should come over and get COVID from me. Let me cough on you. If you're not 75, you will have the most mild cold you've ever had. I was saying this to my mom on the phone today. Because she's like, well, I'm going to keep calling, monitoring your, your side effects, your symptoms. I said, mom. If every virus was as mild, I said, mom, if for the rest of my life, every virus I got was as mild as Corona. If every virus I got for the rest of my life was as mild as SARS-CoV-2, that would be great. And I just die when I'm 75 when I'm supposed to. But let's be honest, I'm not going to make it to 75. I think we all know that. And I don't plan to, and I I have no interest in it, really. Even if I have, like, grandkids, I don't care. Fuck them. They don't need a grandfather. No one needs a grandfather. You need a father. You need a father if you want to stay out of jail. You need a father if you want guidance and you want to be successful. You don't need a father, but it really helps. But no one needs a grandfather. No one needs grandparents, period. They're luxury items when you're born. Okay? Grandparents are luxury items. Now you love them when you have them. I'm saying whether you have them, you might not have them at all. They're luxury, you know. Like what if you were the last child and your parents had you really late? What if your parents had you when you're like when they're like in their forties and their parents had them in their forties? Then you're probably not going to have any grandparents, you know. Or you're not you're like you, maybe they'll die when you're like ten, you know. Maybe the last holdout will last till you are like ten. This is what I'm trying to tell you, that grandparents are luxury items. They can bestow upon you knowledge and lessons and and love and kindness and gifts. They're very generous. No one's more generous than a grandmother, especially a Jewish grandmother. I'll tell you this. Very, very kind, gracious, generous. But I'm telling you that grandparents are luxury items. Anyway, um... Yeah, everyone could come over and we could have COVID parties. We should have been having COVID parties like they do with the kids with chicken pox. Did I say this in the last episode? I mean, it's a good idea. Like, college kids should just be partying, giving each other COVID, getting sick for 11 hours, you know? People should be coming over here. Anyone I know, everyone who listens to this podcast is under 40, basically, Okay. There might be a few outliers who are above 40 who listen to this podcast, but mostly it's under 40. Swing by. I live in Hoboken, okay? We could do a podcast together, you know, like like 27 of us. Well, I'll do one podcast on my one recorder. I'll just put it in the middle of the room. And in fact, we won't even record a podcast. I'll just put it in the middle of the room, record us drinking and partying so that everyone can hear us giving each other COVID. And so they could shake their... They can they can wag their finger at us and say, no, bad, bad people. That's the thing about these people, my haters. You know, the ones I was telling you about earlier who are, who are so mad that this is backfiring because the coronavirus is like, I'm going to get you, David. I said, laws, no. Laws, no, you ain't. And then I just bodied it. You know, like it got bodied by... Imagine that, a a smoker comedian. What kind of bitch-ass virus gets bodied by a smoker comedian who's not in very good shape? You know? What kind of bitch-ass virus is that? That's a weak pussy virus. This virus is a weak pussy. Tell him I said so. Tell him I said that. I feel like very black tonight. I think kind of, I had a good day at work. I'm really energized, you know? Um, and my haters, but they were happy. And I go, who is the good person here? I always say this. I mean, it's so true always. Compassionate people are monsters. They are the weirdest, most vindictive people I've ever known. A really compassionate person who really cares about climate change is the happiest person when there's a gigantic hurricane. You understand what I'm saying here? A really compassionate person. We have to think about the children. Oh, Greta Thunberg? You mean my hero? That Greta? (laughs) Oh, you mean her? Of course we should be listening to a 16-year-old. She's listening to the experts. What do you mean it's weird that we listen to a 16-year-old? What's wrong with you? You're obviously not looking at the science. These people. And uh, and they, they're really into climate change. They're really into climate change. We have to do something. The time to act is long past. We have to do something. Or the porpoises and the seals and the polar bears. Look, 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 I'm not trying to, like, if you care that, like, but, you know, like, that's the problem, is that you care that much, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine, and you could care about, the pollution stuff is bad, like, when there's smokestacks and there's black smoke coming out of it, and, like, if you look at any Chinese city, like Wuhan, for example, it just looks disgusting, you're like, obviously, that's bad, you know, and I don't even know, I'm not even talking on a climate change scale, I'm like, you're breathing it in, like, I live in Hoboken, right next to the disgusting nightmare that is New York City, okay, I mean, just in terms of like, what it spews out, it is absolutely disgusting, and I have to go there, and I, the the air like feels heavy when you're in, in Manhattan, it like feels heavy when you breathe it in, it's disgusting, you like, all these people in New York think they have COVID, they don't have COVID, they're just breathing, you know? There, there's no COVID in, in New York City. It's just pollution. Anyway, it's there. There is COVID in New York City. I was just joking. The air is not helping. It was made in a Wuhan laboratory. It's weird. There's pangolin in it. You know, it's the climate change people, though. This is where it gets weird. See, you know what, even if you want to really take 16 year olds very seriously and we should look at them like on policies and stuff and, you know, you really want to join the Paris a- agreement, even though the UN said the United States is already on pace, is already perfectly on pace to do better than what we agreed upon in the climate, in the Paris climate agreement. And I Part of being in that agreement is we give China a bunch of money. This is not a joke. It is not a conspiracy. You could just look it up. We give them like billions of dollars over 10 years to like help assist them in their transition out of dirty energy. It's ridiculous. They're making more money than we are. It's insane. Anyway, <clears throat> even if you want to be, this is where it gets weird. Let me tell you this. This is where it gets weird. Let me tell you. They get excited because they want to be right. And part of climate change is they go catastrophic weather events. You know, that's on the list of side effects. That's one of the symptoms, right? They have they have made that a symptom. They say, well, we're going to have worse hurricanes, for example. So then when a really bad hurricane happens or a really bad rainstorm, like like when Houston got flooded, right? Remember that? Or a really bad hurricane, like in, in Puerto Rico, whatever, when Trump was like, you know, doing buckets with the fucking, you know, when he was doing bu- buckets with the uh, paper towels. He was taking paper towels to the Baja, remember? And, uh, yeah, you know, they get excited. That's the thing. That's the point. And I've been doing jokes about this for years. But they get excited. So no one's happier. Like, usually you would think, well, that who's happy? about a hurricane not a regular person not a non-sociopath like a standard person sees a hurricane happen and they go that's horrible i hope those people are okay and if people die they go well i i really i i'm sorry for their families they donate some money you know they do what they can to help if they live nearby maybe they go help clean up but what is a climate change activist nutcase i'm talking about the real the real ones the ones who like think Greta Thunberg should be a, a, a United States elected official, even though she's not a citizen. They say they say, throw the rules out. She should be the, um, the Secretary of Education or something like that. I don't know. Whatever they say. Those people are happy when there's big hurricanes because then they're right. You see? This is when it's a problem. Those people are happy when. Because they're right. And they don't care how many people have to die for them to be right. You understand? Everyone could die as long as they're right. Like six of them could be left in the world. And they'd be like, I can't believe we fucking nailed it. They'd be like, we knew it. They'd ride that wave until they realized that everyone was dead. But that would take them like 10 years. And they'd look around and they'd go, huh. You know, we were so busy being right. We actually didn't even notice that that nearly 8 billion people are dead. We didn't even notice we were so busy being right, patting each other on the back. And so what does this have to do with coronavirus, Dave? Well, my haters were happy that I got coronavirus and it's just, it's not just my haters. It's the people who hate that we were doing comedy. It's the people like when someone sees me outside, not wearing a mask or like on a train with my mask below my nose or like at work with my mask below my nose, they scoff at me and they, they give me dirty looks and only half the time it's because they're worried about the virus. In fact, it's probably less than half. A lot of the time, most of the time I'd wager it's because they hate that they're not doing that because they want to do that too. They're mad that I'm doing that. Because they're like, fuck you. Why do you get to keep your nose out of a fucking thing? I got to wear this stupid fucking mask all day and you get to keep your nose out? You know what I mean? Or when I walk outside outdoors? For Christ's sake. And they don't want to take it off because they don't want to get the dirty looks that they're giving me. It's all cyclical. They don't want to get the dirty look. So they keep the mask on and then they see me without the mask. So they give me a dirty look. That they don't want to get. And then I look back at them and I go, it's not even that bad, dude. I can't even see half your face. So I don't even know how bad the dirty look you're giving me is. You only give me stank eye, son. You can't even give me stank mouth. Only giving me stank eye. I can't see nothing else. Laws, no. So I say to these people, take off your mask and you can be like me and you don't have to hate me. Okay? But it's these people... It's these people, it's these comedians who haven't been outdoors in 10 months, let alone go do comedy in 10 months. They haven't gone outdoors in 10 months because they care so much about people. They care so much about people. Now, some of them live with their parents. That's different. Whatever, man. If you live with your parents, you kind of have to stay home. I mean, like you're, you're really fucking them up if you give them. Depends how old your parents are. But if you got like some 65, 70 year old parents and you're living with them and they're paying your bills and shit and they're not charging you rent, you can't do them dirty like that. Like that'd be a fucked up move just on that aspect. They're like, they're, they're providing you housing and then you're going to bring viruses back home that are only dangerous to them. So yeah, that would be bad. And then you should stay home. But then don't get mad at me who lives with two other 27 year olds. Putting no one at risk except for ourselves. And then they go, well, it could, it could spread everywhere. I'm fucking home, dude. Okay? I felt sick. I started feeling sick on, like, Wednesday. I've been home since Wednesday. Okay? So what the fuck do you want from me? I did just say that I did leave. I do leave. Yeah, I do leave the house. I don't wear a mask. But I just walk around outdoors. You can't spread it outdoors. And I'm basically asymptomatic. So that's very low spread, too. But I don't have to justify myself to you because I don't give a fuck about you. You understand? I mean, my my listeners are like, go off, king. I know my listeners. I know the type of people who listen. I know the type of people who listen to my podcast. And you know what they're doing right now? They're going, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, like, like, you know, I can't do it well. But they're like, go off, king. They're like, go off, king. They're like, go off, king. They're like, yachts, queen. You know what I mean? They'd be rocking that shirt. That's why I got to make merch because like if the merch is good, at least I don't need to make merch right now. I have no reason for it. I don't have enough people that would buy it. But when I do have merch, when there is a market for it, when people would actually buy it, I'm going to have good merch because the merch got to be funny on its own. And you got a shirt with some boats on it says yachts queen. That's funny on its own. Correct. All right. Um, But that's the thing about these people. They see us doing comedy for the past eight months and they want to do that. Or maybe they don't. And I think a lot of them are relieved that they don't have to, you know, I mean, I felt like for two months there, I was like, this is honestly a relief, not needing to do comedy. I was doing too much comedy and I wasn't getting much better at it. So I was doing more comedy than I had ever done before. And I just wasn't getting much better at all. And so I was starting kind of spinning my wheels Right? I was spinning my wheels, if you will. Is that a phrase that people use? I think it is. And uh, I just wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, spinning my wheels. Wasn't going anywhere. That's good. That works. That's good. Laws, yes. And uh, and so when, when it first happened and I was able to take two months off, it was magnificent for comedy. Because all of a sudden, it's like I, I became a new comedian. I just shut off my comedian brain for two months. And when I came back, everything was brand new there was new excitement which still persists to this day that excitement has not worn off i've bombed one time in the entire pandemic in the last 10 months i bombed once i'm not saying everyone's been a kill but i've killed more in that time more frequently kill percentage we're talking 20% i'm not kidding you and a, a real real comedians who are take who are honestly keeping keeping honest score Of their sets. That's that's unheard of, man. Okay. So that's what I've been working with. Now it was a great thing that happened, but after that two months, I thought, you know what? And I was still living at home, and I was being that piece of shit who was potentially bringing home a virus to my old parents. They're very healthy, and I wasn't worried about it. But still, but still, and I've been vindicated. I have I not. I've been vindicated. I said this virus isn't a big deal. I got the virus, bodied the virus, smoker, laws, yes, bodied. And, uh, and yeah, so, okay, fine. So, but for a while there, I was like, you know what? I have to go out, though. I have to go do comedy. I was like, it's just going to, this is not, it wasn't like, I have to do this. I have to do this. It was more like it was a combination. It was like one, I was like, I got all these jokes. I'm really excited to tell them. But the other one was just practical. I was like, if I go too long without doing this, it's going to really start to negatively impact uh, my ability to do it well. You know. And then what happens? And then and and what happens too if I get so used to not doing it that I just stop doing it entirely altogether? Okay, so I weighed all of that, and I made my decision. I'm going to go be reckless, and I'm going to go do comedy regularly, and I have only increased that as much as possible. And obviously, this little outbreak in our comedy scene has caused us to dial back, but we're going to get right back to it. And honestly, with even less fear than before, because we'll have developed herd immunity, which is a real thing, by the way. How retarded is everyone right now that we decided that herd immunity is not a thing, even though the reason you vaccinate is to get herd immunity? You're so stupid, man. Oh, you're so stupid. Just because Fauci like trolled people, it was like, oh, no, herd immunity is not a real thing. And then he just changed his mind and everyone's like, oh, my God, dude, I can't believe people herd immunity is so obviously a real thing. It's so obvious. It's like, okay, why would you keep think about it like this? Why would you keep people locked up in their homes if they're old and at risk? Why would you keep them locked up? So that everyone else could get the fucking virus and it could just run its course. And then when that's done, you bring the old folks back in. They got nothing to worry about. Everyone already had the virus. And you get that to a certain threshold. Not every single person has to get the virus. There's a threshold. There's like a herd immunity threshold in which it becomes far less dangerous and far less of a problem. But apparently everyone decided that herd immunity is not a real thing because Sweden decided not to lock down. So all of a sudden herd immunity is not real. We're so stupid and fucked and we live in Fagostan and we are a country of cucks and faggots. And if you look around, if you look around and you go outside and you look to your right, what do you see? A faggot. And you look to your left, what do you see? A cuck. And what do you see? Everywhere. Everywhere. This is what you see. You see a faggot. You see a cuck. You see someone who's happy that hurricanes happen. You see someone who's happy that I have COVID. This is what you see and you look around. This is what you see. And I have had enough. And I am practicing right now. This is a stump speech I'm giving you. This is a stump speech. And I will storm the Congress as a member. I won't storm in there with like a rifle armed or anything like that that's not what i mean i mean i will storm i mean i will walk into congress with a purpose as the newly elected congressman dave Namery, ready to make waves and there will be an i next to my name not an r not a d but an i for i am independent sir go off king laws yes I'm so going off, King, right now. It's so laws, yes. <clears throat> you know, and you have all these comedians, to bring us back to that point, and I don't know if they're jealous. I don't know if they're jealous. I think it's not jealousy. I think it is they're isolated. They have to stay inside there's a growing resentment due to this anti-social whatever it is i think when you're when you're locked when you're closed off from people and you all they have is social media to interact with people and they start to think that people are real pieces of shit i mean when at the beginning of the quarantine when we really really weren't going out and i was only seeing like my girlfriend that was about it and just my family who i was quickly getting sick of And you just weren't seeing people and you're dealing with people online. And I remember finally seeing these people at open mics again and realizing that I actually liked them because I had forgotten that I liked them. I had completely forgotten that I liked them. And it had only taken like six weeks, maybe less. And I was looking at what they post on Facebook and stuff. And I go, I never liked this person. I go, this person is horrible. And then the second you see them in person, you don't have to say a word. You just like see them, and you're like, oh, yeah, I I like this person. That's all it took. So I think it's a combination of things. There's this resentment. They need to go be social people. Every every human being is a social person, even the ones who are like, no, I'm really like, no, I'm like so um, introverted, and I'm like, you know, I'm like kind of autistic. I have like Asperger's. And so I don't really like socialize very well. Even those people need that shit, really. So not having that, it puts them into this state of perpetual anxiety. and, And I don't know, that manifests itself in different ways. Perhaps resentment is one of those ways. I don't know. And then they see people living. And, and maybe they're mad at those people because they want to be living too. But maybe they still live at home with their parents and so they have to be careful. It could be anything. Or maybe it could just be their their, their morality does not allow them to put anyone at risk, whether they know them or not, whether they care about them or not. Their morality, they, they, they sit too high atop the moral high ground for them to do otherwise. But still... They get resentful. And so when this little breakout happened, where like five comics got COVID. And again, we had done this for like eight months, nine months, no social distancing, no masks indoors, dapping each other up, all sharing the same microphone. No one got it for eight months. Finally, a few comics get it. I'm one of them. I'll take one for the team. These people are happy because they wanted that to happen for eight months now. You understand? They wanted it to happen right away so it could get shut down immediately so they wouldn't miss out. But now that it happened eight months in, and you know what? It was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. I was surprised it took that long. And especially by the time I was living on my own, I didn't really, really did not care. I mean, I knew this was a mild virus. I knew I was going to get I was going to get over it immediately. I was so right. I was so right. You see? But me being right doesn't require re- require a hurricane. I am right and I am vindicated. And the only person suffering as a result is me. You see? I don't need other people to suffer to say, I'm right, I'm right, you were wrong. I don't need a bunch of people to die in a hurricane. I don't need a bunch of people to get COVID and die. All I needed to do was get COVID myself And then body that bitch, body that bitch, laws, yes, go off king. And here we stand and I am right and I am vindicated and the only one suffering is me because I still have this cough that's kind of annoying. We're not going to call it suffering, but you understand what I'm saying. It's a figure of speech, bitch. These people just really, uh, you know, they really got me heated, honestly. They really, really, really do. They really got me heated. And uh, they probably shouldn't get me this heated. But you know what? Enough is enough. Because I've seen them doing their bullshit for months. And I know what it really is. I know what it really is. Did I tell you this one? I feel like I must have told you guys this one. But I want to tell you it again. Because this morality shit is so fucking gay. And it's so easy to beat them at their own game. It always has to be in the moral high ground. And I've literally only spent probably 10-15 minutes trying to think of our own moral high ground argument but i'm sure there's dozens of moral high ground arguments that's what everyone always wants to do they want to be able to look down on other people for what they're doing and so what are these people doing you're going to go out you're really going to go out and do comedy right now is that really important you, you realize people are dying right now this is what they do that's that's moral high ground that's that's uh it's moral posturing It's virtue signaling. Call it what you want, but it's all the same. And so they go, are you really going to go do comedy? Don't you care about people? Do you you realize people are dying right now? And oh, oh, but you don't care. Oh, 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 people are dying, but you don't don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't give a fuck. People are dying and you just don't care. That's what they do. And I go, well, there's got to be other moral arguments that could counter that moral argument. And the obvious one is this. These people are agreeing to be locked down by the government. They're agreeing to wear masks because the government says to wear masks. And they're agreeing to forego all of these freedoms and liberties that, that we have, much like in the wake of 9-11. They're willing to do all of that and not bat an eye. And I say to these people... Well, I, I hope I said this on the podcast before because you got to be using this. This is so good. I mean, I can't believe no one's using this because it's actually a good point, but I'm saying it to be a dick, but it is a good point because do these people, and you just say to these people, oh, okay, the, so you're willing to forgo all of those those freedoms that we have, what few we have remaining. You're willing to forgo the freedom to walk around and let people see your face, you know, to to let children see each other's faces when they're on a playground together. You're willing to forego that. I know it's not mandated. I know you don't have to do it, but it might as well be dude. It effectively is. And then in all these businesses, it's the same thing. They can do what they want, whatever, but, but don't act naive and be like, well, there's no government mandate. Then you're, then you're being a dick. I know I'm being a dick right now, but just let me be a dick for a sec. So you're willing to forego all of these freedoms, but didn't like, Every single war since the Revolutionary War, aren't they always fighting for our freedom? Don't they always say that? Like, soldiers fight fight and die for our freedom. And so, if you do all of this, if you're one of these people who who berates people for going out and living their lives, isn't that kind of like you're spitting on the graves of all of those dead soldiers? Isn't it kind of like you're spitting on their graves, you know? Is it kind of like, I mean, you might not literally be a spitting on their graves. You're just effectively spitting on their graves. You know, isn't that like kind of like not the most moral thing. Isn't that like kind of, isn't that kind of like not the, not the most moral thing. You know what I mean? Isn't it like if someone goes and fights and dies for your freedom and then you just give away your freedom, aren't you kind of like spitting on their grave, right? Isn't it kind of like you're spitting on their grave? Is this, I think you guys would agree. My audience is, my audience is full of go off Kings. So my audience gets it. I think there's a lot of people who wouldn't get that, but. Essentially, what they're doing is they're just spitting on on the graves of our soldiers. So I just tell them to to I'll meet you there when they say, well, I'm up here on the moral high ground. I say, I'll meet you up there. Why are you spitting on people's graves? And they go, what? Wait, but what? And I go, wasn't that easy? Aren't moral arguments easy? Here I am. We're both on the moral high ground now. I don't really like it up here, you know, but you, you're you always talking about how great it is. I don't really think it It doesn't look so great up here, you know, but at least you get a better angle this way. You could spit on a lots of graves from up here, right? That's what you're doing. You're spitting on graves? No, no, I'm not spitting on anyone's grave. I just think it's important to be safe right now. I think it's important to be safe. Do you think that they, they thought it was important to be safe when they stormed the beaches of Normandy? Huh? To liberate. France, do you think that they they thought it was important to be safe or do you think that they they thought it was important to to give France liberty and freedom? Well, they didn't have a global pandemic. That's true, but didn't 40 million soldiers die in the Second World War alone? Isn't that like isn't that like 38 million more than this pandemic? Yeah, but but yeah, but The ICUs are full to capacity. You know, it could go on. They'll always have an excuse for it. And I'm not even saying I really think that they're spitting on their graves. I mean, I think that, sure. But, you know, whatever. I don't think they know that they're spitting on their graves. I don't think they realize that. I think that they are. I don't like to use the word sheep because it's a little hacky at this point. I mean, it's very hacky. But they're weak people and they're afraid. And a lot of them aren't nefarious and a lot of them don't have this like built-in resentment they just like don't know what to do they're afraid they just need guidance they need leadership and unfortunately in the United States of America the only leadership you get is bad and the second it's good the second you get good leadership that leader's dead or they get completely discredited it's one or the other they either kill them or they discredit them entirely so they're like a neo-Nazi, or they're dead, or they're a conspiracy theorist. It's like pick your poison. You're either. I'd rather be the 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 conspiracy theorist that's alive, you know. But but that's what they'll do. I mean, to say, you can't be a good leader in the United States of America. So you have to scare people. They're looking for leaders. They they get they get pieces of shit, and then therefore they have horrible opinions and they. They um, contribute to their own suffering and enslavement. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not fun, but it's but it it is happening. So <laughs> they're not all at fault. They're not all spitting on the graves of, of dead soldiers. But that's a good point, and it's true, and you know it is, and. We know from experience because we already experienced this with 9-11. Like, I didn't know it was going on with 9-11. That's what's so surreal about what's happening right now. When when 9-11 happened, I was like 9-11. I was 8 maybe. I was 8 or 9-11. And uh, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was just like, oh, yeah. I thought it was like... I thought it was just one tower for so long because it was like called the World Trade Center. And I was like, that must just be one tower. I was a little kid. It's like when someone told me Rockefeller Center was like a bunch of buildings. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, I thought that was just one thing. But it's a bunch of buildings. And I was thinking to myself, well, of course the Rockefellers have a bunch of buildings. Why would I think that they just had one building? I think I said that on the podcast with Raphael, but it's true, really how I felt. But that was then, and this is now, and now I know it's happening, and I can't do anything about it. And I try to tell people, and it's like you're trying to shake someone. You're like, why can't you see? You're like shaking them. You're like, see what is before you. See what is before you. Go off, king. And they're like, laws, no. They go, laws, no. They just can't go off, king. I just can't believe how you... We get it, dude. Someone's in trouble. Someone's got COVID. I mean, an ambulance just drove by. It's like, we get it, dude. Someone's got COVID. Someone's dying from COVID. Someone's probably bodying COVID down the street. I bet you lots of people in the city right now are bodying COVID because everyone's young. And it's such a joke of a virus. But it's, like, happening right now. I mean, all that stuff with, like, the Patriot Act. And, like, if I had known then, I would have been like, hey, this is kind of weird. This is kind of weird. And imagine just... Imagine being one of the early people to discover that 9-11 was a false flag. Like that was probably so exciting and terrifying to realize that your own government could do that. But to be on like the, the first wave of people to realize that that's what happened. Like I didn't find I didn't know 9-11 was a false flag to like two years ago. But now it's like we're in the false flag. It's happening. It's the new wave. It's called bioterrorism. You know, I mean, this is what's happening. It's going to be viruses now. And then th- this is the, just the latest. Like, what can we make you afraid of? For 40 years, it was the Russians, right? And then it was the terrorists. What is it now? It's viruses. Way easier. For four years, there was a little four-year stint there where it was each other. Because it's like, you should fear Trump supporters and white supremacists. And they were like, you should fear Marxists and Black Lives Matter people. But now they, they tossed all that. They go, all of that has shelf life. Like, you can only scare people about Black Lives Matter as long as Black Lives Matter is out there rioting. You can only scare people about white supremacists as long as there's white supremacists doing, like, terror attacks. Or at least you're framing them because that's a lot of it. Either way. It's like the BLM riots. A lot of that's like agent provocateurs. They'll just send someone in there. You've seen the videos of like the police officers going in there in plain clothes and like smashing windows. This is what they do. But what could be easier if you have control over it than just release a little virus here and there? And everyone's afraid of a virus, it's not partisan. Well, actually, this one became a little partisan. And honestly, we should be thankful for that. Because I'd rather have half the country think this is a joke. Then have the entire country terrified by this. I mean, it's kind of annoying that it got partisan, but I think like, cause a lot of people think that's really bad. I, I'm starting to think like the people who think it's a joke are closer to the truth. I hate to say it, but they're closer to the truth. You know, there's people who think it's, it's a complete joke. There's people who think it doesn't exist. Maybe those people should chill. There's people who think it's a joke. I'm one of those people. The right the right kind of people. Now, you know what? You can think whatever you want. But there's people who think it's kind of a joke and uh you need those people too. I mean, what the fuck are you going to do otherwise? Like then everyone's living in fear and then like I mean, what what the fuck, man? You got to have like Those people are closer to the truth than the ones who think this is 1918. <coughs> It's the worst pandemic we've had in a hundred years. These people know nothing. I mean, it's crazy, man. That's not, it's not even comparable. It's really not even comparable. It's not even close. It's closer to nothing. You understand? Like all the deaths and the, you know, well, the deaths are the only thing that matters. The cases don't matter. In fact, you you would want more cases because that would mean more herd, herd immunity. Or closer to the threshold of herd immunity. So the case is is, is irrelevant. But apparently that's the most relevant thing. Obviously. Media manipulation. And people don't see this. They really don't. Because we live in the dumbest society. There ever was. They've drugged us. We live in Brave New World. I mean you guys really really should read that book. You can read it in a week. If you're a slow reader. If you're the slowest reader. You can read it in a week. Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. It's a weird book. But while you're reading it, just think about the parallels. Think about the parallels to today. We are a drugged, fat, stupid society. Easily manipulated. So easily that they probably cannot believe it. The people who benefit the most from how easily manipulated we are, how dumb we are, probably wake up every day and go, "No fucking way that worked. Are you kidding me? No one's even mad about it. No one, you know." And uh, and we just happen to be behind the curve. Like uh, at least in some countries, they like have big protests for things that matter, but here we just have big protests because like. I mean, this is going to sound very insensitive too, but I don't really care at this point because like one person died. We'll have a big riot. Like we'll have every city in America has a gigantic 100,000 person protest that sometimes turns into a riot if one person dies because they were a certain color and the person that killed them was a certain color with a certain profession. You see? So we have to have nationwide every city in the United States of America everyone's protesting thousands thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people because oh my god because one person died and their color their skin was a certain color and the person that killed them their skin opposite color but you know, when the government wants to shut down businesses and just lock down the whole fucking country. I mean, we, we have to all wear masks, but we just like we go, well, why, why would we protest this? This seems fine. I mean, we're just so dumb and pathetic. We live in Fagistan. I'll keep saying this until we don't. OK, and I don't want to live in Fagistan anymore. I know it's a catchy name. I know it's very clever that I thought of that. I know. I agree. But I don't want to live in Fagisan anymore. I don't like it. Laws no. Laws no. I don't want to live in Fagistan anymore. Okay, so uh I don't know. I don't know what we do. I mean I am pretty uh pretty apathetic at this point. Pretty much hopeless. Completely blackpilled, I guess. Um absolutely no because I'd have to have hope in, in our society and that's where I have the least amount of hope like I have hope in maybe one person just like coming out of the woodwork like who who knows one one president maybe in my whole life maybe in the next like 25 30 years we'll get one president who just says you know what I'm going to basically commit suicide and just try to take down the deep state the same way that JFK tried and RFK. And is just going to be on a suicide mission. And is going to maybe pull it off. That's my only hope. I mean. We, we just get worse and worse as a society. I mean look at that fucking New York Times story. This is the New York Times. The most pathetic publication in the United States of America. Probably. Maybe Vice is worse. They're all the same. I mean it's like the Washington Post. Same shit. Um, <laughs> so. <clears throat> you saw that that story that they published where like some girl I guess said the N-word like singing a song when she's 15 years old and there's a little clip someone got her on camera like a few seconds and she says the N-word she's like singing a song and this guy who filmed it who I guess is like half black or something held on to it for three years until she's 18 and accepted into, co- into college and then gives it to the New York Times. And the New York Times, for some reason, doesn't say, go away, loser. For some reason. I can't believe that. Like if I ran a newspaper and an 18-year-old came to me and said, I've got a story for you. I'd say, what you got? And he goes, this girl, when we were 15, three years ago. She was singing a song that had the N-word, and she said the N-word. She's not allowed to say it because she's white. I'd say, dude, go away. I'd say, never come back here. Actually, I'd probably say, you know, you've got a really promising future in journalism. You should study hard, stay in school, go to journalism school, because you're going to be one of the best. And they actually ran the story, and they actually like rescinded her college acceptance. Like I think she was going to Tennessee or something. I'm like, what the fuck? We should be mad at that kid who's a faggot. You know what I mean? Like, why are you getting mad at her? Like, dude, I I already know. Like, if I ever get any, um, I mean, I think I've I've effectively made myself uncancelable by being so vile. You know, but. I I'm sure there's tweets that they'll find. I actually, I think of funny ways that I could try to avoid. I'm sure I've tweeted the N word. I know this many times, maybe not many times, but a handful, I'd say more than 10, less than a (laughs) hundred. I don't know how many times I've said it, but they'll find it, and I think I'm just going to deny that that was me. <laughs> I think I'm going to say, you know, I had a lot of hackers back in the day. I had people who would log into my account, they would try to fuck with me, so that was actually never me, and I apologize for nothing. Or or that's a that's a that could be a power move. I might do that. And I mean that right now. I'm saying that. That's true that actually happened. So if they find this clip Of me saying that that's my plan. Just know that I'm not just saying that's my plan. It really happened. I had enemies from a young age. So. We should not be mad at the girl. For singing a song that had the N word. And saying the N word. When she's 15. We should be mad at the faggot. For holding on to it for three years. He thought he had to teach her a lesson. Listen. If you gotta teach a bitch a lesson, it's called the back of your hand. Okay? I mean, come on. This is basic stuff. This is what happens when there's no more men. You know? I can't believe I'm the one who even has the audacity to say that when I'm like so physically weak. I've never been in a fight before. I don't know how to defend myself. I I get, you know, I would have I have no business. Not not macho whatsoever. It's not my world. I play video games and read, okay? And I do comedy. Like, that is not my world at all. But just because I... But, but that's the thing. It's like now there's like... So I guess you would classify me as like a beta, right? Wouldn't you classify it as a beta male? But now there's like a new class. It's like the next thing. It's something worse. It's like not only dude, these men have all the deficiencies that I have in my lack of manliness, but they have so much more. You know, they're male feminists. They won't even say the truth. Sometimes you don't want to say the truth if you get punched in the face for it, right? Like you might not want to say to someone's face. Like, for example, if I knew someone who was very strong, physically a physically strong man and they said to me hey man my dad my uncle died from covid i probably wouldn't say was your uncle a faggot even though it's hilarious i probably wouldn't say it because i might get beat up it might get taken the wrong way and i might get beaten so i wouldn't say it you see but but listen sorry i got a message so i probably wouldn't say it because i get beaten but I'm also not going to go on Facebook and say, this is horrible. I saw someone outside and they weren't wearing a mask. And people are dying and the ICUs are full. And it's like they don't even care. It's like they don't even care. You know, like these are men. These are men. And they won't even, they're men. They, these are men, dude. I mean, I can't believe it. I'm like, this is terrible then for the future. Because I'm supposed to be the baseline. It's not supposed to get weaker than me. You understand what I'm saying? It's supposed to be the baseline. This is supposed to be as weak as it gets. And yet they've put me in a position where I'm like a bully. Because I say faggot. And then they report me. You understand what I mean? It's like there's tears. There's like men who will beat you up. Right. That's top tier. There's men who will at least say the word faggot. That's middle tier. That's where I'm at. And then there's men who will report you for saying faggot. And that's the new low. And it's so many men that you can almost break it into like thirds. It's probably not that bad. It's probably not that bad. It's probably not thirds. But I'd say there's a good bottom chunk of like 15 percent that are just it's bad news man it's really bad it's really bad and you know it is and they're the type of dude that when I say when I say listen man if you want to teach a bitch a lesson like I just said that as a joke like he wanted to teach this girl a lesson so he held on to a to a video of her saying the n-word for three years till she got accepted to school so he could then snitch on her and then get her kicked out of school That's not how you teach a bitch a lesson. You want to teach a bitch a lesson? It's called the back of your hand. It's called the back of your hand. And you see, I'm making a joke right now, kind of. And there are men who would get legitimately upset with the joke that I'm making right now. And this is what the problem is. That's where I'm going to leave it. I mean, I think this was a really, really good episode. I think that... If you like my podcast, then this might have been your favorite episode because I didn't even listen back to it yet. And I already know this is maybe my favorite episode. So I just think I did so fucking good. And I think, if anything, COVID is making me a better comedian, a better person, a truth teller, a speaker of truth, a go-off king. God damn it. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. I'm probably I like I'm going to think of a title right now for this episode because I would probably call it Laws Yes or I would call it Go Off King but I need to make it something more provocative because then more people listen and I need lots of people to listen to this one so I'm probably going to make the title like Covid's not a big deal or something like that something that you know will pique people's interest cuz if I make it Laws Yes they'll be like what does that mean You'd have to listen to understand. Or if I make it go off King, maybe that would work. Maybe I'll make it go off King. But I think I'll, I'll make it something provocative. Um. Anyway, this was fantastic. I'm really peaking. I mean, this isn't even close to peaking. Imagine what it'll be like when I'm peaking. I mean, I've been doing this shit for like not even that long. Can you imagine? The ceiling is so fucking high, dude. I love it. I love life. I love COVID. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Bye.